You are tuned in to the Podcastle on iTunes and Podbean. And in case you missed it, here's a clip from the last show. John, would you rather wake up in someone else's bed and not know how you got there? Or wake up in your own bed and there's an Icelandic bearded man just hanging out crocheting? Um, crochet, crochet is of something you like. I would rather... Okay, it's like a baseball. I would rather wake up in someone else's bed and not know how I got there. Because if I wake up in my own bed in this Icelandic... Icelandic what? I- Icelandic man. An Icelandic man, big, large man, like a Viking? Paul Paul Bunyan, basically. Bearded man, and ma- there might yeah. be a, a bird in that field. Yeah. See, I, I, I gotta get him out of my house. Two people doing this podcast invented it. Wait, is it the podcast? Okay, I'm just The milk stout that I had tonight. Dumb idea. You should have stuck with a room doop doop. Some say room beer. A room doop doop. Dickory Scoo- just exactly at 12 o'clock. John is in an entrepreneurial way. It's the waking of Memorial Day. We're watching John. Are you watching? I just want to watch you watch Jaws. I just want you to do a live recording of yourself watching Jaws and putting that live so we can all watch you watch Jaws. We don't see Jaws, we just hear reactions. And there's some slow parts where you're just kind of like, He's in the bathroom. Maybe like getting a sandwich for yourself. You don't know me. Bluegills and Tommy Cocks. This ain't fishing for bluegills and Tommy Cocks. I'll swallow you whole. I value my neck for a lot more than 3,000, Chief. You don't know me. Don't know how to live. Thank you, Mr. Quinn. We'll take your offer under advisement. For that to get the head. Tail. Oh damn thing. So yeah, I went to this uh, I went to this brewery. Glad we're watching the girls. Ladies and gentlemen. I uh I went to this brewery for happy hour. And I gotta tell you, right now there is now, a, there, is, there is a storm brewing in my stomach. Cause I was drinking those um should have stuck with some Guinness. I know. I should have just stayed with Guinness. They're called... Uh, <clears throat> Juicy Guinness. They're called sea cows. Sea cows? Yeah, like, um, you know how like it's a milk stout and a sea cow is a... Is a uh, manatee? A manatee. So I guess yeah. that's their play on words. But I'm a little... Little bubbly in the lower intestine. You're in the sh- are you in the shitter right now? No. Oh, dude, I was ready to hang up. I, for a second there, I thought you sat down, and I, I was like, no, 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 we're not. We got a John and I have a very high level of comfort, but that, that would have to go. I'd I'd have to sign off. <laughs> one of these. I thought times, you were in the shit. One, the, one of these times, I'm gonna do an entire show on the shitter and just not tell you. That that's different. <laughs> we'll just do it. We'll just cut the video feed. John got up, went to the other room, and I just see him sit down. 
and the camera computer is elevated. I didn't see that he was on a couch. I just, and I know he just moved in the house, but there's not like some artwork in the wall yet, so it just looked like a bathroom wall. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was, I was like, just oh, gonna no. say the back, the, the wall behind me looks like the wall in like an, an insane asylum, like a mental institution. It's just completely blank. It looks it totally way. like a bathroom wall. Put is a that what you like? There no, no, I like wall? I like minimal artwork, but not. I don't like clutter at all. I'm a minimalist with deck decor, you don't so look, I like to keep. You don't, you don't want it to look like TGI Fridays on the wall. No, I don't need a lot of flair everywhere. I don't need a flair. I like to keep it light. Although the off my office is a little crowded right now. We just have a lot of stuff in here that we have to like, go through this weekend, but uh, the artwork is just like movies or like a painting of Disney or something I bought. They all have like value. I don't I don't go the IKEA route and get like, oh it's a vase, it's a vase with three flowers. That'll look good. But everything has to have like a story behind it. Or like here is a bookshelf I bought at IKEA. I slapped it together. And it has about a two year shelf life. The yes. book the bookshelf has a shelf life. Yeah, two years before it hurts somebody. I think I bought one thing from IKEA and it's outside. I use it as like it's like a little three-foot shelf that has like two little shelves, and I use it for. It has like uh, a flower thing at the top, and then like some little. It's, it's decoration. I don't use it for anything practical. As soon as we'll throw it out, then use like you know. I like it for I a log stand. I see them on online, and I guess it's like the way they decorate them, and I'm like, oh, that shelf is great, and it's such a steal. I'm gonna get that one. And then I get it, and I build it, and I put my stuff on it, and I'm like, this is this just looks like cheap shit. This yeah, looks it just like looks a like shelf. a shelf. It's gonna fall apart in a year and a half. It's like ordering the Mona Lisa online to get a drawing from your six-year-old niece. You're like, it didn't look exactly as it did online. Did not. I assumed it would have more more detail. Shady is uh, losing her mind. Oh. I, ass I acquiesced it would have more depth. What's that? Hold on, hold on. We're getting a little uh, getting a little sketchy here. All right. Sketchy like the east side. Sketchy like your mom. Sketchy like a route to, to shoot them up in the west. So did you uh, have a chance to uh, take a listen to the show uh, from... Thursday night? Last night. Last night. No, not yet. I was gonna I was gonna slice it up tonight. <laughs> Seems like forever ago. This week has it taken does. so damn long. I thought the same thing. Thank God the weekend's here, man. A three day weekend. You're watching Jaws. I'm I'm gonna be watching Jaws. It's gonna get salacious. Yeah, I uh I got I went out in a happy hour, got home, sun was still out. I was like, you know what? I gotta put on Jaws now. I know it's a July Fourth thing, but you know what? Memorial Day. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it gotta like do they it. like they do with Christmas. Like as soon as Thanksgiving's over, the decorations fired up. Decorations are up, and you celebrate for like a month. That's what I'm gonna do with Jaws. Start, and, and, start and Jaws, of the summer to the middle of the summer. And Memorial Day is uh, um, the holiday in Jaws anyway, so it's it's appropriate to put it on. Oh yeah, like you, you have right. a little, little thing with. They, Wait. Get ready for Memorial Day opening summer. So it's it's actually an appropriate weekend to watch such a flick. I thought Jaws was July 4th. 
now because remember they're getting ready for all the tourists in the summer the world day kicks that off yeah come like early july they would be like full swing in amity with like people visiting and stuff already so memorial day is where like it kind of kicks off i agree but sadly i have an audiographical memory and all i hear in my head all i hear in my head is i mean tomorrow's the fourth of july oh is it doesn't doesn't the mayor say that in one of the scenes i mean for god's sakes tomorrow is the fourth of july oh no i think he does i think he does i have one one thing i can be proud of milk stout milk stout oh no oh oh that one hurt a little yeah you're right it's the fourth of july so but it's okay to watch it now because Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial start of summer. Exactly. And, remember, and it's a great flick. They're like way up there in like New England where summer starts like way late and ends way early. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like Cape Cod. Yeah, like July 4th. Nantucket. July 4th. Nantucket Jim. July 4th is probably like their... Newport News. <laughs> That's Virginia. Block Island. Oh, Newport. Newport. Just Newport. Rhode Island. Newport. Massapequa. Montauk. Port Jefferson. Boston. Dorchester. Arcadia National Park in Maine. Block Island. Waterville. Waterville. Beesville. <laughs> Beesville. Hey, let me ask you this. Beesville. We talked about the uh, oh, annoying Facebook invites in the past and social media. They do this. You know, you get like uh, – I, I get them a lot in L.A. because of, of the comedian. My, uh, right. my friends that are at the comedian scene, you get like a lot of Tate invites circle. for shows, right. which is fine. Yeah. But – and I'm not going to call the guy out, but I have this one friend. He's a good dude, but he's getting really aggressive with the, uh, the follow-ups on, on the shows. I'll give you an example. Mean? past couple months, he's, he's a comedian. He does these shows. And uh, he'll send me the Facebook invite. And, you know, I'll say, like, maybe I can go. And then I'll follow up with, like, a private message. It's like, love you to come out someday, man. You and the wife. And I was like, yeah, if I can. You and the wife. I will. Yeah. But I don't. Sunday's a tough sell to go out and drive and, like, park and see a show. Uh, yeah, like, commit to something that could probably maybe contribute to getting you home after the hour you like to be at home base on a Sunday so you know you can like wallow in your own Sunday misery you can stew in your own juices yeah because I look if and I love the guy and he's a great dude and if it was just him doing a special like hey I'm doing an hour of comedy I would absolutely be there the problem is you're going there and you don't know when he's going to go on and you're sitting through two hours of bullshit of people that are like so I got a dog and, you know, in Nebraska, we had dogs. And you're like, I, I can't, dude. I have to work. To, it's like 10 o'clock. So I haven't been going to the shows. And I never said I was going to go. And then I didn't show up. I was just like, kept it open. Not a big deal. But then he starts. So I got one the other night. And I was like, I love you to come to the show. And I was like, I really can't. Like my, you know, fiance's grandmother had a stroke. And yeah. I actually told her, I'm gonna go, which is true. I want to go visit her this weekend. And, like, I, I just can't, like, make that. I have to do this. He's like, well, I'd love for you to come out, you know, and be nice to see you as a friend and have you come here. 
and actually show up and see me. And I was like, listen, man, it's nothing personal. I really, I promise I'll see you before the summer, like, is over or whatever. But I, I feel like with, with, with shows, you need to, you can invite everybody you know every time. That's fine. And if they go, they go. If not, if not. But you don't need to keep following up aggressively. Right. Uh, like me putting the podcast, look, the, the podcast will show. Uh, on Facebook, I've invited everybody. You know, like a third of my friends like the page. I don't follow up the other ones. They're like, hey, Bruce, I noticed you don't like my show. Like, it, it's kind of creepy. Like, it's a little desperate. It's like, if you're good, you're good. It's like showing up to a birthday party or a, a sleepover party that you weren't invited to. It's like, right. why would you right. want to go if you weren't invited? Wouldn't you just be like, all right, well, I guess they're not my friends. I'll move on. I'll move like, on. I guess they're not interested in my show that week. It's yeah. like, yo, guess what? We see the advertisement. We see it when you throw it on our page. You what, following up is not going to change anything. It's probably going to push me further away. It's going to push me over the edge. And it's not like I haven't seen this guy before. I went to the show. I went to his shows, and I've had him in a lot of sketches. He's a good dude. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he's a good dude. What sketches he, has he been in? He was in. Uh, if you've seen Shark Bites, he was in. He was in that. Oh yeah. He was hype man. What uh, man? Hype man. Oh yeah. It's not your care, but I don't want to. You know, he's a great guy. I'm not going to call him out on yeah. the show, but, but it was just very. Uh, I just like ease up a little bit, brother. It's all good. Yeah, it's like I. It's all good. It's not personal either. It's not like no. I don't like you or I think you're bad. It's just the cards don't like, and I get the, and I've done like artwork for his shows and stuff. So it's not like I don't care. Yeah. But it's always like a last minute, like, hey, tomorrow the show's tonight, and last night it's like I love you to come out. It's like, dude, I, I am exhausted, and and how far of like a drive is that during traffic on a on a weekend? I just wouldn't do it. Would it just I be just like impossible? Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> if it was and friends have come out to see me perform, they've come out to see me perform, and I'm grateful. But when I send like an invite, like when I did show your shorts a lot, it's like I get it if you can't come or you're not in the mood. It's L.A. It's a hassle to, to go out at night sometimes because of the traffic and you have things going on. You don't need to follow up. Am I right or am I, am I right? Tell me, I'm not, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, it's uh, it's a little aggressive. I was just gonna ask you if you and Jen like have plans to go out on a Saturday or a Friday. Ooh, an ritzy night of the town with your best dungarees on and your finest pearls. And that's, those are Aunt Maud's shoes. They're emerald, just the way I like it. Others lock up your daughter's clocks on the loose. Is it, like, impossible for you guys to, like, I, I don't know, like, is a 15-minute drive or a, or a four-mile drive to go somewhere interesting? Is it like could a two-hour two event like the, with the traffic and the yeah, madness? could be. Very well could be. Not like, four miles, but all right. I'll put it, put it in perspective here. I'll put the looking glass on and the eyes and the, uh, the bifocals on. Focus. Okay, so, so I live in Tarzana, California. Other people live here like Michael J. Fox, Chris Brown. Uh, the Kardashians, a lot of B celebrities. Oh, really? Yeah. Kardashians live in Tarzana. Uh, one, uh, Chloe and Lamar lived up the street from us. Kevin Federline lives here. Mm, Kevin Federline, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of those uh, reality people live here, okay. like Tori Spelling. So anyway, it's a nice things. little, it's a nice little hole, and uh, it's about seventeen. Now nah, it's about fifteen miles from Hollywood. All right. Now, 
if you go to Hollywood at 6 a.m. here, you can get there in about 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, if you left here at 9 a.m., could easily take you an hour and a half to show you how bad traffic is. Okay. All, All right. right. So Even with ways and everything else, it could be a, it's a, it's a gamble, really, because if there's not anything, if there's no traffic on the road, you're wondering why isn't there traffic? When will there be traffic? What holiday is it? Or what happened that this is bad? Because yeah. it's not normal. It's that, a part of life. You don't let it bother you. You just roll. That sounds exactly. Okay. It sounds exactly like I ninety five between Fort um, Lauderdale and Boca Raton. It's like if you get on that road after seven thirty a.m. Good. It, at least a it. solid hour for the next like fifteen miles. Yeah, same thing. You get it. It's it's uh, and it, even a few minutes make a difference. If you leave like ten minutes later, that you could get caught in the. You know, flow of traffic of people just leaving at seven. Yes. And then you're like, Fucked. Yes. You know. And stop and go. You're, and stop. You're screwed. And go. You're screwed. You're screwed. You're bent over. You're bent over. And amity means friendship. Amity means friendship. Go down to the store, get some paintbrushes and easels. We need to make signs. Have I flow to them. I waited for that part in the morning. In, in the morning, in the beginning, when it's like you know they're all just waking up and and she's like, his wife is like, oh, you know, like what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm gonna go get the car. She's like, in Amity, you say car, car, yeah, car. He's like, ah, oh, the car. He never uses the police lights in that car. He's like racing to a shark thing, and he never like turns the lights on. He's just driving fast, Brody. Quitus. Squidus. At the school podcast, I had to get that off my chest, that story. It was a little interesting. Um, but it kind of makes you feel bad in a way, right? Because you're like, look, man, you're taking this personal, but it's uh, I'm not the only guy out there. You need to, like, promote better. You know, I feel like if you're, if you're that desperate for somebody to come, you're under a contract to get, like, 10 people there, and you're really, like, hitting up people because nobody's coming out. Because a lot of those shows are like that. Yeah. They're I've... called bringer shows. I've... They're terrible. Oh, you, like, you have to, like... Bring the audience. Yeah, yeah, people do that. It's like a pyramid scheme in comedy. Most people know about it; they won't do it. But if you're like trying to do some shows, I just feel like will be like, "You got to bring ten people." If if you're funny and you go up there and there's five people there, if you're funny enough, someone will talk about it enough to someone else, and they'll check it out. Yeah, and that person could tell twenty people, and then there you go. It's like if you're not exactly. funny enough, man, no one's gonna talk about it. Right. You gotta you gotta pick pick and choose your numbers. When when Joe and I of uh, Knowledge Factory did shows, we knew, uh, some of them were bringer shows. We never brought the people they asked us to bring. But at the end, we would say, yeah, well, we didn't suck. Like you saw, everybody was laughing because we played. I'm um, a little bit gay for Christian Bale with guitars, and it was like a good thing. They're like, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. So wait, sometimes they'd be like, they're good. They'd be like, yeah, you guys can come on the stage and perform. And, and you'd be like, all right, and we guarantee like 20 people will show up. And they'd right. be like, okay, 20 people, two drink minimum, we'll break even. And sometimes 20 exactly. people wouldn't show thing. up. And you'd be like, yo, but the, the, the 15 people that were there were laughing their asses off. Yeah. Well, it was only, <laughs> yeah, it was only like the bigger plate, like the comedy store. Mm-hmm. There's a few shows we played there where they're like, hey, you know, just let you know you didn't. You didn't bring 20 people. I mean, the place was still packed with everybody, so they made money. But you didn't bring 20 people. And Joe, Joe's line was always, yeah, but we didn't suck. Like, that was great. And they're like, yeah, no, that was a good show. 
just try to promote it better. You know, yeah, you're you're like a, a parasite. Of try Hollywood. to promote they're, they're it down better. Upon. It's like, yo, you're the venue. Why don't you promote it? Yeah, they're 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 hated too, man. There's this one guy named Matt Taylor, and he's synonymous in L.A. with like a parasite. He's probably my age. Sounds like Chris Taylor's friend. Just say to any any comedian, any show, any venue. You ever do a Matt Taylor show and they're like, ugh, oh, no that guy. Way. Like he's got such a bad rep. I mean, that's all he's good for is like these little pyramid scams. So it's like he has four, bizarre. He has four walls and a roof, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll let you do stand up comedy, but uh, you have to like basically pay for all of it. Do it, and even if I make money, you still lose. Yeah, right, and, and like, you still lose. I'm still gonna get my corn. Netflix, and you're not going to piss in them. Not to plug a, a video, but go to youtube.com, Kingman Prods, and I have The Bringer Show on there. It's an old video. Listeners, check it out. It's basically a parody of this guy in that whole scene. And it's with Ed Galvez, who's great. He's a great actor. He's going places. He's on Comedy Central. He's hilarious. He's a genius. He's in there. He plays The Bringer Coast, and he's great. And he's sexy. So, sorry to ramble about that. Live from Miami, the Marlins have an eight to four Marlins. win in the top of the eighth over the no. Angels. They uh, they expected a lot of seats, a lot of tickets yeah. to be sold for this game because everyone wants to come see Mike Trout. And yeah. uh, actually, as we're talking right now, it is now mm-hmm. five to eight, top of the Wait, ninth. Wait, did did this did this game fill up pretty quick? Did it sell a lot of tickets? I is, are the breaker people of Miami going to be like Angels? You didn't bring 30,000 people. We said that you would give the money back. Give the money back. You didn't bring 30,000. But we didn't suck. You did, actually. You lost. I think, okay. I think the Marlins average 4,000 4, uh, ticket sales a game. Oh, my gosh. Really? 4,000. There are stadium seats like 40,000. So, Dude, that's like Montreal Expos. Remember how they, they never sold out anything? It was just nothing but seats when someone would hit a home run. Yeah, they might as well just make the seats and do little paintings of people in there for the cameras so it gives the illusion. Like, you know, in Nintendo games, they have the dots just blinking in the back. They should have, like, lights on there just, like, blink every here and there so it looks like there's people with cameras. Like Mr. Garvin in uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. He's in the crowd. Yeah. Wait, what? Who? Mr. Garvin. John, John and Colin Garvin. You know them, don't you? The Garvins, oh, yeah. they went to St. Jude. I think they went to Unami, too. The Garvins. Mr. Garvin. Oh, oh John Garvin. Biscardi. Yeah. There's a funny story about him and Biscardi. We were all at Bucks College together, and it was just when the Iraq War... Go ahead. I'd be interrupt. What's no, the, no. Story dude, I've known John Garvin longer than I've known anybody. Oh, so, really? So what, He's a yeah. good dude. He's a little nuts. Like, he turned out <laughs> crazier than me, like, tenfold. Yeah, he became a hippie. I remember he used to wear these Bob Dylan hats, and he he went to Bucks College with Biscardi and I, like our first year of college. Yeah. And Biscardi and him were in some like class, and it was after nine eleven. Oh, <laughs> Biscardi was boy. like, Biscardi and I were both Republicans then. I mean, right. not crazy like now, but we were both like, yeah, we're gonna vote for Bush, and you know, we're young white kids from a nice neighborhood. Yeah, we want to like, keep things status quo. Yeah, we want to keep the money. Oh. So we're like, so we're in this class. And they were talking about the tax on Afghanistan, like how we're bombing them for, you know. And John Garvin had this, uh, like, Bob Dylan hat, you know, like the sun hat, but the kind like Dylan wore in the 60s. It was almost like a safari hat or oh, yeah, a kind yeah. of a jack hat. 
Yeah. But he had that like at a night class. This was like, like a nighttime. Yeah. And he was a real hippie dude. And I'm not knocking him. I always thought he was a nice dude. But he was talking. We're talking about this thing. And the teacher's going on. He got all passionate. You know, he's like a hippie. And he goes, they're bombing a man. And Biscardi's like, so you they had this big like blow up in class. Not Biscardi jump, but like this comment. And then they, they're going around this room. And uh, they're like, what, what should we do? And they're like, you need to nuke them. You need to bomb them. And then they're like, no. They're, and John's like, they're doing hospitals. Leave them alone. Oh. And they get to my friend Marcus White. And he was my buddy from high school. He was the only, like, black guy in high school, and his name was Marcus White. Still a friend. <laughs> still a great dude. But they get to him. And they have, he has dreadlocks. And he's like a peaceful religious man, you know? He's like a reverend almost. Oh. And they go, Marcus, what do you make about this? He looks to the left. And he looks to the right, and he goes, I think y'all a bunch of crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> Maybe the greatest class of my life. It was he just said like, that, like, in class? In class, because, he's, you know, they let it go, because it's after 9-11. Everyone's, like, passionate and heated up, and everyone's like, we need to nuke him and bomb him. They get to the black guy. And Garvin's like, no, we can't do that. There's innocent children and nurses. The black guys That's like, all I remember was they're bombing hospitals, man. And he was so against the bombing in Afghanistan. It's like, ah, shut up. Gosh. I'm against war too, but yeah, we we weren't just we weren't targeting hospitals. I'll put it that way. It's like and if sometimes we were, there's, like, there's going to be a few casualties to get rid of the bad guy. You got to do that. You got to take. You got to break some eggs. It's like to make. So he was he. Was, in a hat, screaming. Government. I um. Hmm, that's kind of hold on, hold on. Getting a little, getting a little choppy. Um. My next job, man. I uh. I, I I would just say, you know, why don't we uh, why don't we go back into the history books and look at the last time Japan gave us a problem. What happened then? They weren't allowed to have a military anymore. They, they weren't either. They weren't allowed to have a military. It's like, what if we just did that again? I think everybody else would be like, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Stop burning villages. Step down. Stop killing innocent people. Sorry, never mind. And that was the world platform after post-World War II is the world platform equivalent of taking away the candy of the bad kid. The, the U.S. was like, yes. okay, you can't have an army anymore. you got to take <laughs> that away. We'll, we'll watch you. You won't be hurt. But you need to give up everything. You can't play with that anymore. And to this day, they still don't have one. They just have like a, a guard, you know, to defend themselves. It's but like, they you can't know those, have defensive those, weapons. Those Toyota plants that you have, you're going to get your people to come build a few of them over here. And then we'll be fine. And it'll be okay. When did Toyota start? 69? 68? I remember, I, like, late 60s. I don't know. I just know in the l mid, early to mid-70s, this, this, uh, this Mr. Thompson with the, oh, Jack. with the twinkle in his eye said, these cars are going to be the new it car that the every man drives. And my dad was like, all right, as long as you keep me employed, I'll, I'll, I agree. <laughs> He got on the right boat at the right time. That guy made a killing. All about Je time. Jeff and Jack, they uh, 
I remember Jimmy, uh, my uncle Jim, who worked for, for your dad. Your dad was his boss. Jim Livesey. Great take, man. Uh, t- great man. Would take home like a new car every night because that was his job. Uh, they would just take like a lot car home every night. That was his transportation. And it was like a Toyota or a BMW. But for a long time, it was a Toyota. A and I thought it was the coolest things. So I'm like, wait, they have like pickup trucks? Because, you know, you're a kid. Yes. And they have, they have minivans. Wait, and they have cars? And it's like a sports car? This is the best car in the world. And it's called Toyota? That sounds like soda. Like, yeah. I want this in my life. I thought they were so cool. I know. I'm like, it's, it's, it says toy in the beginning. And the last, yeah. the last part kind of sounds like Yoda. But uh, okay. I'm and, on. And there's a truck version. And there's like this Jeep version. And this small little car version. And then there's this other version of it. And instead of a, a T logo, it's an L. And it's kind of like a sleeker version of it. Yeah. Ooh, and Biggie about it. So I'm sold. I love the gimmick at the at Thompson when I used to work there, like washing cars and stuff. You'd have these ghetto Lexus 250s from like '92 come in, and they would be like, "I'm dropping it off for service for the weekend. I I might need the 450 LS, the new one, just yeah. as a loaner." And that was like a gimmick, and they would give them because they were like a great company. But it was like a loophole. You're like, oh, "Come on, man! You just want a ball for the weekend, you know?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, uh, yes, my monthly. Uh car wash uh, i'll pick it up tuesday morning uh, yeah. it's just a 20 minute car wash i'm pretty sure i can get you this after your lunch break nope i'll just take the uh i'll take the old beater rental and i'll be back tuesday and that's what i'll do but sir that's not even a car sir we don't I, make this version anymore i loved working there man the position i was in it wasn't sustainable it was a, it was a part-time job for when i was in college but it was great dude Washing those cars and hanging out with those mechanics. You give it like beers with those guys at lunch. And uh, you, you do all, there's all kinds of like characters there. Like I, George Worth, who didn't have an office, he just roamed like a walrus. Such a walrus. You know, George Worth, I think they fired him. Yeah, and, and problems, and, man. And, and then like years went by and they were kind of like stagnant. So they were like, ah, you can come back. And he, like, he like made them. He kind of, I think he actually kind of pushed my dad out the door because my dad was kind of like, you know, old school. And George Worth was like, let's revamp everything. Let's smash all this down and rebuild it. And my dad was like, nope, nope, we're good the way we are. We don't need to it change is good anything. the way we are. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. My dad got in a little beef with Worth one time. Something happened with Jimmy. I don't know what it was, but uh, my dad called him out and like actually went there and was like, you need to sit down with me in your office right now. And he's like, well, I don't have an office. He's like, well, what do you do? He's like, well, I kind of work everywhere. He's like, what kind of man doesn't have an office? And he was laying into him. What? And he just, I think he had a substance abuse problem. Yeah. Like, uh, he was always sniffling, if you know what I mean. He was always kind of like. I, th- I think he was always either riding the white lightning or I think he was sipping grandpa's old cough medicine <laughs> at the desk. He was, or he was chasing the dragon. There was something happening. But anyway, yeah, it was interesting. But um, I was I was Chasing talking to a guy dragon. one time. There was another guy in there. I guess he worked in like accounting. We were t- I was like, hey, dude, all gayness aside, your hair looks like really good. Like, what do you use? And he's like, well, actually, and he jumped right into it. He's like, well, I use you know Matrix Trick Flicks, and if you just put a little bit in here and that, I don't like mousse. And I was like, I don't really like the mousse either. And like one of the head Shell. guys came in, like a hey, vice Shell. president or something, and he goes. I don't know if I like this conversation. <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 no. 
But it was just two guys in there, and it's like a sitcom, perfect time, and you have this guy come in. He's like, I don't like the most. I don't really like the gel. I don't know if I like it. I don't like this conversation. It's like, you know, I, uh, you know, we all do our hair in the morning. Do we not? Are we not allowed we to not? share our tips? Can we chitter? Can we chatter? Are we not allowed because there's, there's engine parts hanging on the wall. There's, you know, steering wheel grips hanging over there. Is that why we're not allowed to talk about hair product? It's great stuff. You're the but anyway, but they were great. And I, I had you had a great childhood because of Thompson. And I had a great childhood because of Thompson because I knew you and you had a good childhood from Thompson. So we can go on these trips and these like fun space looking cars like Previa's, which in ninety three you're like, Whoa. You know, and I'm in a two pieces. I'm in a I'm in a lunch box. I'm in a lunch box with wheels. It's amazing. I'm in a metal tin that somebody kicked down the side of the road. But now I'm inside of it. You might as well just call me the nitrogen. Nitrogen gunpowder. Call me the nitrogen. thermos. That was Tweet us. Straight up. Cool podcast. That was one of the uh, the beer flavors. It was milk stout nitro. I was like, what, is, uh, what, is that, uh, what does that entail? Why why nitro? Uh, Sorry, why does it sound like a suppository? They're like, oh, it's it's just the way that it's cooled. It's cooled with nitri- nitrogen oxide. I was like, all right. Mm. Like, what about? Uh, oh, maybe the maybe the fizz gets to you quicker. Like it 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 doesn't give you much of a hangover because it's more pressurized. You know how they have some of those things where, like, if you drink a beer with a straw, you get drunker quicker because you're taking out a lot of the oxygen in a funnel. Yes. Or yeah. whatever you call it, a filter. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like that because it's nitrogen. Yeah. I don't know. I'm totally just riffing right here. It could it, be. It was. It looked like. It looked like. Could be a man named Nitrogen. It looked like delicious chocolate milk oozing out of the beer tap. But then Ooh. as it filled the glass, it just looked like a, a beautiful Guinness. But it was a milk stout. Ooh. And now it's crawling through my belly like rotten eggs. And We're going to have to take a quick break. I feel like the mayor of Amityville with the anchor jacket on right now. Oh, so good. I think you have a similar one. There it is. I heard Fourth of July. One of the best summers we've ever had. All right, you want to was take a break? Was he on the? Uh, yeah, was he on the the barge going across? It was the just, ferry. I mean, it was just after he goes vandalism. Vandalism, bunch <laughs> and, of kids. And Mark and uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Dreyfus just starts laughing and like walks away. He's yeah. like, "You're not listening to us at all." Nah. National Geographic. Yeah, you're all gonna die. They're all gonna die. Like when he turns around. Hey, you need to get off the boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. You're all going to die. Tweet us at the underscore of the podcastle. Squid up. We're going to take a quick break, and we will return directly after this. And we got into this big conversation about Palestine, you know, because they're true Israelis. Like, they're from Israel. Born and raised. And and they're talking about... As beautiful as the Dead Sea. It was as as shiny and as glimmering as the sun off the Dead Sea Scrolls. But I would say things. They were talking about the Palestinians that were getting heated. And I was like, those pieces of shit! Yes! And they were like, yeah! Yeah! 
Yes. And I was like, those faggots! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> back and we're back see the bench is cleared bench is bryce clear. harper bryce harper hunter martinez i think bryce harper has hit two or three huge home runs off of hunter uh in the past um what's his name hunter strickland and so today hunter strickland just pegs bryce harper right in the hip harper faces he points to him throws the bat charges Strickland takes his helmet, throws it at him, totally misses. Wow. Almost like midway, he was like, nah, maybe I shouldn't hit him with my helmet. Yeah, maybe I'll just have a second thought. And then Strickland clocked him right in the face. Uh, Bryce Harper. That'll do it. Bryce Harper got a couple in there, but um, then the benches just cleared, and it was just a madness. And, and Harper got like turned around, and he was kind of like outside of the fight. And it, yeah. t- it took four giants including uh, Hunter Pence, who's injured, to carry this Hunter Strickland off the field and into the dugout. He was so enraged. He's a big guy. He yeah, so he's so pissed. Mad. And it's amazing when you see the guys get hit that restrain themselves, because sometimes it's not even on purpose, yeah. but you're going to charge anyway, because your natural reaction is, I have stinging pain because this person just hit me. You want to hit him anyway. Yeah. So when you see that and they take the, they take the base sometimes... You're like, it's pretty good restraint. You know, right. if somebody hit me, accident or not, my first reaction would be like, fuck you then. You know, you just hit me. I'm in pain. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm ow, hurt. you dick. And maybe I yeah. just want to throw the helmet at him and, and purposely miss just to get out the anger. But yeah, just to release. Actually. Just to, just to hit, hit climax. Um, Zenith. As, as, <laughs> Acme. 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 Never heard that one. But you know what I have heard? Tweet us. Tweet up. At the underscore podcastle. So we're, we're back. Happy Memorial Day. I guess it's not so happy, though. It's more of a remembrance day. It's funny. We've done a show the span of a Memorial Day weekend. We did it fr- Friday night, and now it's Monday. We actually haven't stopped. We've been going 72 hours. Yeah. We just had some chop. You know, it's funny. <laughs> when people say Memorial Day, like, it's not very happy. It's not what it's about. I, I, I agree. I, that it is a day of remembrance, but I also agree you should be happy and enjoy because those who gave their lives did it so you could have freedom and enjoy America. You know, yeah. I, I think you should do both sides. You should remember, maybe do a post like "thank you for for you know you're, you're giving us freedom." Maybe if you want to visit a, a grave or something, but you should also you know there's a lot of criticism on social media this year about like. Yeah, no, you should, it's not for barbecue, it's not for drinking. It's like, no, it's uh, not, but you can, you should do those things on the day because soldiers, if they were off, they would do that, and they want you to enjoy your life. Yeah, so like, what do you... You don't need to be solemn all day sitting, like, crying in the, in, the, in the dark. I thought about this today. They should change it from Memorial Day. Memorial is just a stupid American PC title that they give it, and it should just really be Dead Soldiers Day. And what do you do at a funeral? You have a party afterwards. Yeah, so you celebrate do, life. You, you do your mourning. You, you, you think about them. You thank them. But then you celebrate what they died for. So you right. could celebrate like a spoiled American. Yeah, that's what you should do. Is you should enjoy your freedom and do it, you know? Damn it. Dead Soldier's Otherwise, Day is a lot clearer. I wouldn't question that with Veterans Day. Because I know right, a veteran is. Veteran is just been. a guy who went to war. And he's alive. And he's alive and he's hanging out. 
And he's drinking that beer too. And going, not my day. My day's in September or November. When is Veterans Day? November. I think it's November. I saw something today that I find it hard to believe. Now, it's a, this, this is a black dude wearing a v- Army veteran hat. Okay. And this kid, this dude, now he was black, so I, I might be wrong with my guess on his age because, you know, blacks don't really age like we do. Blacks don't crack. They don't crack. Uh, I really find it hard to believe that he was in the Army. And he was just wearing that hat like it was um, for fashion. Yeah. Did he get a free drink? Because it was leather. It was like a black leather hat. But said yeah. U.S. Army veteran. U.S. Army trademark. I've never seen that. I know. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that he was an actual veteran. I thought about that. I saw that today at 7-Eleven. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a that could go either way. The Astros, the Astros are beating up, actually beat up on the Twins today, sixteen to eight final in Minnesota. Oh wow! Yeah, Astros. double digits in the Astros. W column. Astros are killing it. Yeah. So how was yeah, Astros. How was your your Memorial Day, your Dead Soldiers Day? It was it was good, man. I uh, I went to a carnival yesterday. Really? Uh, yeah, with Jen and the fam. It was nice. Good. Had some beers. It was at the church. And uh, I, I went in there kind of like, yeah, it's a church carnival. I'll have like some games. It'll be Maybe like, the, like it's a charity. It'll be like no, the, man, it, the Christmas Bazaar. Christmas Bazaar, right. There will be somebody that's like, would you like to buy a puzzle? It's a 120-piece puzzle. Spin would you like to buy some, yarn, some, some cloth made out of yarn? It's a tapestry for an your af- cat. An afghan. No, man. It was, there was like a full band. They had beer. They had full Filipino food, American food. They were, they were like roller coasters, not just like, you know, dinky, here's a swing ride. They were like roller coasters. There was those slides that you go down. Come uh, enjoy the big trampoline. The trampoline. Oh, that's not really a circus ride. The, the Jen's mom's involved a lot in the church, so the priests were hanging out at her table. And I'm like telling jokes, slapping hands, you know. It's like, yes. how we do? But they had a band. It was great, and then I, I found nice. this great loophole to get on rides for free. Um, yes, okay, so Jen's got all these little nieces, so I was like, ah, I'll take you on this. You know the slide that you go up and you sit on the, the blanket and you slide down like 100 yes. miles per hour? It's like a, like a hill, like a slopey, yeah. sloping, rolling it's awesome. hill. It's awesome. So I, I was Love like, it. I'll take you up because she's so little, you know, and she was going down by herself, but I was like, I'll take her up. So I just kept taking her up, and I was like, don't worry, I'll take you up, sweetie, and I would just take her on these rides. And not have to pay because I'm like, well, I'm with a little kid. So, so the, I went down the slide three times. And then the third time, the guy's like, um, it's three tickets, sir? And I was like, oh, it's okay. I already went three times. I'm all, I'm all slided out right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Yeah. Call my lawyer. Snaking the kiss. Right. It was great, though. Snaking the kiss. Does it have to be you? Snaking insurance. Waffles. Waffles and syrup. Tiger Woods arrested on DUI charge in Jupiter, Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, Stephen A. Smith he, saying he is a lost soul. Yeah, he looked pretty high, man. 3 a.m. He got he got picked up going to his home, Jupiter Island. You know what they say about Jupiter? The boys go there and get more stupider. They say that uh, Tiger. I mean, I, I just can't believe he didn't get an Uber. He's a millionaire. Or have a driver like on call. Yes. 
What the Why hell? is he driving? Well, he must crave that privacy, and nothing's better than having a little buzz driving around by yourself. Nothing, <laughs> uh, every note sounds great. Yes. When, when the window's down and, you know, free birds on, yeah. you got a couple of beers in you. Yeah, you're not trashed. Not, you're just kind of like no. relaxed, more relaxed, really. I question a lot of that, the DUI system, as we all do. I know there's no way, we talked about this before, but there's no way to really, like, monitor that because obviously everybody's different. But I got my car registration in the mail, and they gave you this little pamphlet, and it was like, here's your drinking based on weight. So I weigh 165 pounds, and I guess 0.8 is like two beers. And I'm like, ah, there's no way two beers should put me away no, to jail. No. I mean, not, a, not even a little bit. At two beers, I'm like a worse driver than at five beers. <laughs> so does that mean if you're 165? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just a little frustrated at that point. So does that mean if you have, say, like, you have two guys and they weigh 160 pounds each, and yeah. one's, like, Irish and his tolerance is, like, super high, and the other is Jewish and his tolerance is super low. <laughs> That's really generalizing. So if you have two beers, are they both 0.8, but one just feels it more? Or does it matter on, like, your tolerance? Uh, it's, like, a good question. It is a like, really if you and I have two beers each and... Uh, okay, let's say somebody's 150 pounds, somebody's 150 pounds, and they have, uh, like, an iron liver. They can drink, like, they drank their whole life. They're great. They're, yeah. they're, they're pros. There's nobody better drinking than this guy. So do they, are they both 0.8 at, like, the same beers, or does it take more to get to that level? And you just feel it differently. It's, like, really interesting how that, that might work. It is interesting, and unfortunately, math is so heavily involved in it that I just... Go, yeah, same here. It's just a shame because it's such a blanket rule on something that affects – it literally affects everyone differently. So like we said earlier, two beers to me, it almost – I wouldn't want to drive on two beers. I'd rather drive on four because on two, all I'm thinking about is doing what I have to do and get that next beer. On four, I'm like, all right, I could actually go do something, take a little half-hour break, and then get back to drinking and be totally 100%. fine. Yeah. But somebody else could smash into the first thing that approaches them on four beers. And that, yeah, they get pulled over. Yeah. We get arrested. It's interesting. Yeah, too much math involved. Right. That's I why know. I get lost. I set an alarm here. Too. I love when they see, you see the signs when you're driving and it's like, buddy's drunk driving. Like, actually, it's not. What does it say? Buzz driving is drunk driving. We, do you have those in Florida? We have those in L.A. on the freeway. Yes. It's like, no, it's not. No, yeah. it's certainly not at all. I see the commercials. I would drive with someone buzzed. It's like, just because you're buzzed doesn't mean you're not drunk. I'm like, well, yeah, that's exactly what it means. That's why there's two different words for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I saw one the other day driving on the 101. It said, um, medication is also a DUI, you know, as if you're on, like, a painkiller or something, or an, uh, uh, a NyQuil, or what? Uh, something like that. No, it's not. It's certainly not. Maybe you shouldn't be operating machinery and heed those warnings on a medicine bottle, but it's not a DUI. It's like saying, basically, that, I mean, coffee, caffeine yeah. alters your, your state. And, I mean, ha probably 100% of this country drives to work with a cup of coffee. Oh, well, of course. Close to what, it, what, at least. what if I told him I was on Adderall? <laughs> Drop the coffee! <laughs> but I'm focused. But I'm focused. But I am complying because I'm listening to everything you're saying, and it's all coming through. It's amazing. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of... I guess there's no way to, to regulate it. 
I guess they're like, no. well, better to be safe than sorry. Right. That's and that's fine. I mean, at the, in the end, at the end of the day, it makes sense. Yeah. Right. You're, you're better, I guess. Sober. Um, I think so. Tonight at eight o'clock. Live from actually, I don't know. Live from Pittsburgh. Oh, the Pittsburgh. Nashville Predators and the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight live. Pens and the Preds. On NBC. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I'm pretty Yeah, the Predators, the Predators. The Penguins, they could repeat again. It's true, man. They are a dynasty team. <laughs> or is Nashville that, that just that hot team? That oh, I love those uniforms. Cinderella season. Oh, I love the unis, the yellow helmets. They're so they're so crisp and cool looking and sharp. They're like from a video game. Yeah, that's what, like blades of steel. <laughs> blades of steel. Of steel. Fight. <laughs> Fight. 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 Do you want to uh, read a, a live uh, tweet here to the show? Yeah, I do. Uh, Preceded by. Bathroom pranks. Really? Yeah, man, I got one. Yes. Let's give this tweet. Somebody tweeting some some love chatter to us. Don Don Shula, dolphin great Don Shula, tweets at the podcastle. Grateful to the men and women who protect our freedom, and thank God bless you, the podcastle. Hashtag Happy Memorial Day. He is so sweet for thank taking you. his time and thank you, Don. Blessing the troops, but also blessing us too. Don Shula's still alive. Good deal. Dan Lebetard of the Dan Lebetard Show tweeted at us regarding the brawl. I mean, once you are this deep, you have to discard the helmet and bring the bat. <laughs> bring the bat. Yeah, at that point. Could you imagine that? Oh, he'd be arrested. He'd be arrested for assault. Yeah, or attempted you know? murder, maybe. Yeah, easily. <laughs> you could kill someone with a baseball bat, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, you'd and be, a foul ball knocks off the umpire's mask. That was nasty. That's good that he has that mask on, though, for protection. Hey, is it true if you're a catcher and you look back at the umpire, it's an automatic thrown out of the game over a call? Oh. Um, like if the umpire says, like, strike, and it's a ball, and I the catcher know. turns around, isn't that like an automatic, they throw you out? Because Ejection? I don't they know. They can't have, no? That's a, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I heard have that. Our I don't know if it's true or not. For me. Because I guess they don't want the catcher turning around every call and being like, what are you talking about? What was that? You know? Because they're seeing the same thing. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Hang on, hold on. We'll, we'll get Empi- a umpires love catcher ejected. They love Anakin's. doing that, that symbol. You're yeah, out of here. They wait and they have to do it for everyone to see it. Like, you're out of here. I like the pause between the first base when somebody's out first and the umpire waits a good like three seconds to make, make up his mind and then he's like, out. Yes. There's, there's a story in the Phillies. I think it was... I don't know if it was Steve Carlton. It was somebody back in the day that uh, got to second base and uh, from the Phillies, and he was clearly safe, and the umpire went, you're safe, but he did the out sign. Oh, like yeah. Up, I remember the guy, that. The guy was like, well, Jimmy, am I, am I safe or am I out? He goes, well, you're safe, but 40,000 people just saw, saw me throw you out, so you're out. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know? I remember that. So weird. It was weird. Safe. Steve Carlton. Like this. Yeah. yeah. With the thumbs. Safe. And then it's like, safe from out. Well, you're safe, but forty thousand people just call me throw you out. Told me, you know, call you out. So, so you're out. You're done. All right. I'm trying to Google this. 
if catcher catcher looks back at ump question John had a wild party this weekend first house party there was vomit there were yes. there, was, there were steak and hoagies yes there hoagies. were caterpillars there were birds there was weed weed in my apartment in my office and I wasn't even in here when it was great. happening it was great and it was funny because my heather's brother who who's been like crashing here he's like uh are there going to be like you're not going to play like beer pong or anything. And I was like, yeah, probably someone will bring a table. He's like, but isn't this a party for like adults? And, and immediately I was like, no, well, oh yeah, I guess that's what we are. But like we invented beer pong. So of, yeah. course, of course it's going to be at all our parties until like we die. Like, you're going to have fun. I know, I know, I know grownups that play beer pong. Dude, like my oldest friends were the ones who brought the pong tables and the balls. Yeah, there you go. Beer pong's great. Pete it's like John. the old folks play cornhole. You know, you play beer pong. Yes. Or beer pong, I, I can always get on board with. Flip cup, I think, is a game that you don't really play as much when you're older. I mean, it's always fun. We played that. I, <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> what, on the beer pong table? Playing beer pong flip cup. Like, every time you made a shot, you had to go and do the flip cup. Oh, that's cup. cool. It's crazy. But I uh, I woke up beer pong with, some, with whiskey. Some, some bruises. Oh. Yeah. Beer pong's great, man. Beer punk's so much fun. Love no it. bounce, no bounce. No bounce, no blow. No blow. Yeah, none of that. And make uh, sure you have the the retainer water to rinse on the side. You know, uh, yes. cat hairs in your beers. Which is always rinse. Grosser than the beer. Yes. Uh, the uh, my my Justin and and my buddy John went on like a tear. And they beat everybody in beer punk. You know, there's always one of those hot teams that goes like six in a row. They run the table. Yeah, they're like they're, the 72 Dolphins. They're just feeling it. They're just yeah. stroking it, slashing yeah, they're it. like the 84 Phillies. Yeah. I'm going to do one more, one more obscure sports reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, wild. They're, they're like the 88 streaking. Dodgers. They're just super hot. They're just on fire. Yeah. They just can't miss. Like the 69 Miracle Mets. They're just they're hitting two cups in one try. They're double cupping. Dude, it's like the 27 Yankees. Exactly. I think they were really good, though. Um, really good. So then my, my buddy... 2001 Patriots. My buddy has to leave. They're good, too. Uh, so Pete's like... I need 96, a, Lenape Valley A's. I need a new partner. So I was like, all right, I'll play. And me and Pete beat them. I was like, oh, yes! nice. I was like the talking upset. so much shit. I was like, I went to Penn State. We we majored in beer pong. <laughs> that was, a, that was, a, that was a, a, a prerequisite to yeah. get into the school. Did you complete your semester of beer pong? Yes. Matter of fact, I did. Yes. Here's the keys to your dorm, dorm toy, sir. You, you better not embarrass us out there in the you future. Not, you better not embarrass us. We'll be watching. How? With this chip in your head. Uh-oh. Sandusky? Beer pong's always fun. Great. Always fun. Right. Good. And then, yeah, Great. I guess uh, at one point my buddy puked and then, like, puked some more and then kept playing. Kept playing yeah. beer pong. <laughs> we need to invent some kind of bowling game with beer, you know? Ooh. Bowling with beer is, is, would be kind of fun. I guess it might get sloppy after a while because there's a lot of machinery and heavy things. You might hurt yourself. I guess there's no there's no um, bowling centered beer game because you can just drink beer while you bowl. You know, like there hasn't right. been like an evolution because it, it already works. I think the people who invented bowling were probably drinking while they invented it. Let's yeah. line up these beer bottles and throw a rock at them. <laughs> Probably what happened. That's exactly Let's what happened. Let's throw this bocce ball down there. Bocce ball is another underrated sport. There needs to be more bocce ball. It's a great game. It's fun. With your mint juleps and your 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 
Monte Cristo number fours and your 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 Lacoste polos and your your plaid shorts tucked in with your your Calvin Klein sandals and you walk around and go, How's school? It's like, Oh, I graduated. I'm an entrepreneur now. Oh, it's your stroke. Part two. You go Squid up the underscore podcast. Well, so Biscardi had a game. It was drinking and playing punch out. Uh, and I guess every time I forget what he, what he did, how he described it, but it was something like every time they knock you down or you knock them down, you drink if it's under oh. something. And I was like, dude, I'd be drunk by like, uh, oh, yeah, I can't play video games drunk. It has to be a very simple video game because hmm. I get like if I'm really drunk, if I'm drinking, fine. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm like blurt, like squint in the eyes, it's yeah. like I don't. My motor skills aren't there. I'm like know? sloppy. I like rush. I don't, I'm not like, you know, meticulous with the game. I kind of like die a lot because I yeah. just don't care. I'm drunk. Drunk. Like this is in real life. Ooh, right in the hip. Damn. Oh, he socked him with a right, right to the nose. And then Harper swung and missed. And then the bench is cleared. Bench is cleared. Oh, but two giants ran into each other. They smacked heads. And then Bryce Harper got out of there. Like, <laughs> idiots. They say bobbleheads. Yeah, douchebags. Yes, malakadigadekans. So you had a good party this weekend. You had a lot of... How many people did you have over? I think like 30 or 40. Like oh, that's a party, man. Total in and out throughout the day. Uh, last person left around like 8.39. Yeah, and I was passed out on the couch at nine thirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, did it start early in the day, like like, like two o'clock? Like eleven. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's that's a that's a heavy day. Yeah, that's man. a lot of people too. I thought you were gonna say like, yeah, we had like ten, fifteen people over, like couples come by, kind of thing. Yeah, like that's uh, a lot of that's a lot of folks. Heather posted a picture on Instagram, and that's like half the amount of people that were here. I saw it. Yeah, it's it looked like, good. It's like fifteen people or something. Yeah. Um. That's fun. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, we had a, uh, my buddy had his baby here. She was cool with my my with my dog. They like got along. Oh, nice. You know, you always get. She's like one years old, so you always worry if they're gonna interact odd with your dog that just roams free. They're in the same class. You're like, just put the kids with the dogs outside. Just yeah. Tie them up. Yeah, we put them. She like loved Mac so much that we put Mac in the like playpen with her, and they just kind of like hung out. Aww, it was amazing. Because Mac's a cuddly little dog. Yeah, she's so like nice. a little snuggle bunny. Yeah, she loves everybody. Anybody did, uh, gives her attention. Did you guys? Did you? Were you grilling out there and arbitrarily flipping burgers, saying grill kind of things? Exactly. Please tell me you did. I need this in my life. Exactly. I was like, give me the steak sauce. I'll need. I'll need the bottled steak sauce. Can you bring it? John, what are you making? Well, you don't just make on the grill. You finesse on the grill. See how these, these are getting sautéed? you got to flip them at just the right time with the seasoning. Otherwise, they're going to get too peppercorned. Okay. And then you flip it over and you go, Peppercorn. Yep. These are good prime-grade beef sticks. Hey, John, I'm going to go get a drink. Do you want one? You know, grilling is an art form. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's Okay. I and then was, as you're doing uh, it, your, your hand touches the grill and you get a third-degree burn. You're just like, oh, fucking, like, what happened to his, his demeanor? I'm testing it. I'm testing the heat. I, uh, I never really give anyone any of the food that's cooking on there. I just cook it until it, like, chars and is destroyed. Right. I'm just constantly yeah. flipping, like, a few burgers, moving a few dogs. There's, like, a chicken wing. There's, like, a chicken breast. There's, like, a cut-in-half tomato. And I just keep flipping them until, like, Fish. they're just black. Completely yeah. destroyed. You're and smoking then, a fish in one of the auxiliary burners, and then as as, as they're cooking it, it's like John, 
You've been cooking those for four hours. They're kind of burnt, but I'll still eat it if you give me one. Nope, they're not ready yet. Nope. People just leave one by one. They bring in like Subway or something. You just you just keep flipping them. I'm like, I, I just gotta, picture you. I still got to put the cheese on. Cheese is gonna go on next, then uh, then, then they'll then they'll be ready. Hey, I bring the cheese out. She brings it out, and you're like, it's not the right time. You take it back in, but you could just leave it next to there and use it when you're ready. Nope, I got to call for it. I got to summon the cheese. I don't want it to get warm. Well, you want it to melt? And I just picture, no, I don't. I don't want it to melt. <laughs> I just picture you with a an apron on with a big lobster on it. You have uh, uh, the the burger flipper, the spatula in one hand, and the Sun Sentinel in the other. And the Sun Sentinel's <laughs> turned away from the grill so it doesn't catch fire, but you're actually reading it while you're like flipping it. Yeah. Like spread between both. I'm reaching for the you, Sun Sentinel and I'm reaching for the burgers and the, the hot dogs. Oh, hmm. what do you what do you know? More uh, guns found on uh, Fort Lauderdale Airport Airlines. Good. Oh, what do you know? And there's a there's a transistor radio on. You're listening to the game, but it's one of those ones that you have to have to manually tune, and it's not tuned directly on it. So there's a little bit of static. The antenna. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's not right at like 6:40 a.m. It's like 6 39.5. So you're kind of getting the game, but yeah. you, but it's okay. Every once and you in have a while. One of the, a Mexican yeah, the heart song bleeds in, like in, in yeah. between innings. If you stand in the wrong place and block the signal. You have the, the rabbit ears with the tinfoil on it, and there's a helmet on with the beer make, cans on it and the straw going in your mouth. Like, make, John, you just look ridiculous. I make everyone wear the tinfoil helmets. Right, just to get the, the sound. Speaking of the game, uh, the Phillies play the Marlins tonight, 7 o'clock. May 29th, I forget what year, but a few ago, uh, Roy Halladay threw the perfect game here in Miami. 2009. And I was there. Yes, 2009. No, 2010. 2000, was it 2010? Yeah. That Cliff, makes sense. Cliff Lee was 2009. Right. That makes sense. Ouch. Yes. I remember that day. It was a glorious day. The game wasn't on. I was living in Los Angeles, and I just couldn't find it. Oh, I was there. I almost didn't go. I decided, like, that afternoon that I was going to go because I had tickets, and it was like a playoff game. Wait, you were physically there? Yes. You were at the game? I was literally there. Dude, you witnessed baseball history. Dude, it was like your my heart was, like, racing from, like, inning four because you notice there's a no-hitter and a perfect game, and it's Roy Halladay. So you're like, huh, it's a fourth inning. I'm going to start paying yeah. attention now. And we were watching the whole game, like watching that also. And, you know, it kept getting it out, kept getting it out, kept getting it out. It was amazing. And then, amazing. then by the end, the whole, the Marlins fans and the Phillies fans were cheering just for him. Oh, yeah, you have to. You, know? you have to watch that. Hmm. I was at a Dodgers game once. I think it was Dodgers, Cubs or something. And there was, there was, there might have been, there was a potential to be a, a no hitter or a perfect game. And it was like fifth inning and everyone was just watching to see if it would happen. And it didn't happen, you know. Oh. They, they they struck, but 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 you're watching it, and at that point, people kind of uh, kind of root for you know you're, you're witnessing something that's that's amazing in front that's of your eyes, like the birth of a lone child. I just realized Gotham still has a few weeks to go. Uh, it's almost as if you're. How many perfect games have there been? Two, or is it like twenty? Uh, I mean, I think something under twenty, you know. Because there's, don't forget, there's no hitters, right? Which, you know, means there's like walks, but but nobody right. actually hit it. Right. And then there's or, like just shutouts, which which are can be fairly common. So you're watching it, and then you know it, they kind of go like degrade. It's like okay, it's not a perfect game, but it could be a no hitter. Twenty three. 
23. 23 perfect games. Um, No pitcher has thrown more than one. So that's amazing. Sandy Koufax. Sandy? I think so. I would figure that you and I wouldn't really know many of the names. Fire them off. All right. Catfish Hunter. Lee Richmond. (laughs) No. John Montgomery Ward. No. Here's one you'll know. Cy Young. Of course. Addie Joss. Charlie Robertson. Addie Joss. No. Charlie Robinson, Don Larson, Jim Bunning, who, rest in peace, recently just died. That's amazing. Santi Koufax, Catfish Hunter, Len Barker, Mike Witt, Tom Browning, Dennis Martinez, Kenny Rogers, David Wells, David Cohn, Randy Johnson, Mark Burele, Dallas Braden, Roy Halladay, Philip Hunter, Matt Cain, Felix Hernandez. Most of them I don't know. I know, obviously, Koufax, Hunter. Wow. I knew Kenny Rogers. He was for Detroit. I knew Randy Johnson. I knew uh, Halliday. The other guys, I'm not, and like Cy Young and those guys, but that, that's it. I, I didn't know Randy Johnson threw a perfect game. Yeah, I think when he played for Texas. 40 years old. Yeah. What a... He's a guy I think that was an underrated player, too. I mean, he gets his... He gets his accolades, but like I don't think people remember how good he really was. I mean, he was He's a World he was, Series champion too. He was really up there. He, he was really a good pitcher. I think there was a time when him and Pedro Pedro just had the nastiest stuff and could trick you. Randy Johnson was yeah. the most intimidating pitcher ever. He was like seven feet tall standing on the mound. Good and fuck with and him. And just staring down at you with that redneck mullet. Ooh. Yeah. David Wells and uh, David Cohn. I didn't know they'd had perfect games, both on the Nor Yankees. No, I. I think that was during their World Series run, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's sliceable. It is sliceable. You got any cheese? Halliday pitched the perfect game of the 2010 season 20 days after Braden's, the shortest period between perfect games in the modern era. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, who was that? Roy Halliday. More more perfect games than what's that? Dallas Braden. He pitched one on Mother's Day. Then 20 oh. days later, Roy Halladay had one. I, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite queer. Yes, it is quite um, fondue-esque. It is quite cheese-melted. Yes, it is quite obscure. You want to take a quick break and then come back with uh, a new bathroom prank? Yes, absolute. Does that work? That works. Tweet us. Tweet us. At the Underscore Podcast. So we are going to take a quick break, and we'll return right after this. He's like a, he's like a hit rosebud. He was like a, like a flows bud. Rosebud cold peas. Cold filled peas. with country goodness and green penis. And a savory suggestion of whispered baby's breath and gnawed carrots. What? Oh, what luck. A french fry stuck in my beard. <laughs> What's that from? Sliced. Diced. Boynton Beach. West. A grill master. 
Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed? Hashtag blessed. You ever see that on Facebook? It's like, yeah. life is good, hanging out. Hashtag blessed. Blessed. My friend did one the other day. It's like it was my birthday yesterday. Nobody remembered it. After the hard year I've been through, I could use some of the love. Hashtag unblessed. And he was kidding. It wasn't his birthday, but oh, all the time he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I didn't know. And he's, he's like, no, I'm only broke. kidding. I'm, people were really apologizing. He's like, I'm only kidding. <laughs> you know, thanks for, for missing my birthday. After, I figured Facebook would remind you. After all the, the tough year I had, I just needed a little love and some reassurance. Hashtag unblessed. Hashtag unblessed. Hashtag unfriended. Hashtag sad. Hashtag down in the dumps. I'm not down with the long hashtags on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Hashtags are meant so you can chime into a conversation, but when it's like hashtag I'm tired and I have to go to work tomorrow and I yeah. need coffee, it's like you're doing it wrong, man. I saw one today. It was like hashtag it takes two to make a thing go right. It takes two to make it out of sight. Uh, my new son's name is this. Yeah, like, thank you. Uh, and then and then you click on the hashtag, and it's like 47 trending topics. <laughs> what the hell? What is that? So lame. Yeah. So, snap us. Tweet us. At nerd.35. Nerd.35. <laughs> the underscore podcastle. Sorry, I just so, uh, I like the hack collection, too, going on. I always... Try to see what the one in the corner is, and now that you have it lit, I can see that it is the San Diego Fathers. Where? Next to the Giants. Yep. Yeah, you're actually looking at the NL West, the Dodgers. Oh, you have it in uh, in, in, in division order. Yes, absolute. Yeah. Diamondbacks, Giants, Pods, Rocks, Dodges. Doyas. 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 Jesus. I'm getting, I'm getting blown up over uh -oh. this, this isn't good. This isn't good. This is annoying. What are we? Uh, what do we have on the schedule for the second? All right, so we got the uh, third little, part of the show. Third part of the show. I like to crowbar in two additions to the yes. fabled and legendary bathroom pranks. What? Bathroom pranks. What? Bathroom pranks. Yes. Bathroom pranks. Yes. All right, so bathroom prank number quattro. Well, again, this this one pivots on you walking to. The stall, and uh, this is typically done in the men's room where there's urinals and there's actually stalls. Uh, into the bathroom, and you walk in, and somebody has occupied one of the stalls, leaving them in a vulnerable position. Very they're vulnerable. unable to they're unable to get up, and uh, they're in a very tight situation. They can't chase you. You got at least a thirty second window if they were. <laughs> so you you get to you get next to the stall, whether it's another stall or the urinal, right? And you know they're in there. And you just say to yourself, hey, buddy, you want to come out? You want to come out? Come on out, buddy. Are you happy you had to go check out? Hey, little guy. Hey, buddy. How oh are you? Oh, my God. Did you need some air? Oh, you're big. Look at you. You need to come out. You oh. need to get out for a little. Hey, can I pet you? Oop, oop, you're stiffening up. And you start talking to your dick. <laughs> so the person next to you is like, what the fuck? What are you doing? What are you doing? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? That's a bathroom prank. What that's a, a joke. That's a um, that's like a more specific version of the one that I did, where you just act like something is going wrong in your stall that's, by yourself. That's still the best one. That's <laughs> still the best one. That's still my favorite. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, is anyone out there? Uh, what is that? 
Uh, can you, how, how are we looking on the paper towels out there? Those are a good amount. I'm going to need them. They're a washcloth. Can you please can turn I, on all the sinks? Do you have an extra shirt? <laughs> can you just come in for a second? <laughs> Here, I'll unlock it. Look, I'm going to open the door. Dude, your lizard is on your shoulder. That's fucking crazy. I never even got noticed. I got Maxine the Water Dragon here. Maxine is her name? Maxine. She's legally blind, too. What? I, res- I rescued her. She's blind. That is amazing. Yeah, she holds on for dear life, man. She's a climber. You put her on the floor, and she does the Jesus lizard thing where she's running on like the hind legs almost because she's so fast. Oh, yeah. She'll jump onto a curtain and just climb all the way up the wall. I have, She's amazing. I'm pretty sure I have one of those in my front yard living. Really? Yes, because when he takes off, he runs on his two hind legs. Oh, yeah, man. Those are cool. <sighs> yeah, he's kind of cool. He leaves. He, he runs away when I get close. He's not uh, He's not up in all my business like the fucking birds. And you guys, yeah, man, the menagerie. you got those iguanas down there, too. Those are cool. Yeah, they're cool. They run away, too. They grow in like they come in orange. I mean, they're 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 amazing. When we did the Everglades tour, we saw some iguanas in the tree, and uh, that that was a fun tour, man. That's a beautiful place. They had this petting zoo at the end with like ball pythons and like these things. And like, do you want to pay to to hold these? I was like, I'll pay to hold the alligator, but I have like all of those pets you have like at home. Yeah, like I have two of them. So like, are you are you trained to hold these? I was like. Bitch, please. Like, Those guys are great. They follow me on Instagram and like the posts. Oh, the really? Everglades Holiday Park guys. <sighs> yeah. Because the guy that was running that did the alligator show that would like hold them and put his hand in their mouth and stuff. Oh. I had a great white shark shirt on. He's like, oh, you're a shark fan. I was like, Clark, shark buddy. Yeah. He's like, oh, I swim with them. Like, I love sharks. I'm a oh. huge shark guy. Oh, They're God. good dudes, man. We should we should ask them to come on the show. They have that show on, um, I think it's Bravo, the... Uh, Gator Guys? Is that what it's called? I don't I think know. It's, yeah, Gator Guys. Okay. It's like one of those shows where they just show they rescue these alligators in Florida that end up people's homes and they bring them oh, to this park. Yeah. And they, they don't like capture them because like, oh, we need to put them in show business. They do it because if you let them go, they go right back to that person's house. That's like right. how they are. Right. So you got to like remove them completely from the area and like isolate them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because... I just never noticed that the animals will stay in the same place just like humans do. Like, they kind of just, we all have, like, a home base. And, yeah. like, yeah, birds, like, migrate, but, like, down here, I don't really think they do. I think they just hang out year-round. Uh, annoy you. And so, yeah, if an alligator's going there, he's going there for a reason, to, like, make a home base out of your home. Yeah, because there's usually, like, a pool or something, you know? It's like yeah. a water source and food. Oh, yeah, it's food. Neighborhood cats. Bathroom prank uh, number number cinco of all time. Bathroom prank number two today is um, you go in there, same same situations. It usually pivots on somebody in the stall. It just gives you a safe buffer zone. You don't want to do it when they're in the open and they can kick your ass. You have to do it where they really can't see you and you can like get a quick getaway if somebody else is in the stall. So you go in, you go up to the stall. So someone has to be in the stall. You have to be in the stall, sitting down. Taking a you knock on the door and you go, Yoo-hoo, room for one more. And you just let the awkwardness sit in and the screams and the yells of the get the fuck out of here. And then you hightail it out of there. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, could you use any help? help. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, what's the occupancy maximum in there? Because I believe I have room for me. I'm like Jello, there's always room for Clark. Oh, Yoo-hoo, who needs an assistance wiping? <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Do you need an extra shirt? 
I see your tails are draped in. <laughs> oh, man. You that's a love great one. That's today's Beth and Pranks. Beth and Pranks. What? Beth and Pranks. What? Beth and Pranks. Beth and Pranks. You? So, what else is going on, man? What's happening? What are you guys doing today? Are you uh, partied out, I guess, from yesterday? Are you recovering? Are you are you hungover? Um, it's funny because I, I got up and, yeah, I felt hungover and my house looked hungover. So, you know, first, oh, yeah. thing, first thing I do is just start cleaning, just start putting stuff away. Uh, yeah, feed, another victim of the night. Feed the, feed the creatures. Uh, feed the wife. Uh, and... Then I'm like, all right, I got to go for a run. Like, I have to sweat and, and get this out of me because yeah. I, I put down many a beer yesterday. We had subs, but then, like, late at night, around, like, 8 or 9, I guess, right before we all passed out, Heather ordered two pizzas. And there was only, like, six of us left, but we all ate all those pizzas. Look at him. Ha! He just took him off your shoulder, and he crawled away. Ooh, he jumps from there? Damn! Yeah. Yeah. Is she okay? See you later. Oh, she's fine. What's her name? Maxine. Maxine. I, I didn't name her that. That was her name she came with. Oh. She's a rescue. Does she respond to it? Yeah. She looks around. She looks up. It's cool, man. They based the raptors in Jurassic yeah. Park. Clever guy. They based the raptors' facial expressions off water dragons, so their faces are like raptor faces, so that you can see they look around, they look right, and then their eyes like like move around. Oh, my. So can, it's cool. They're like, I, little, like little raptors. I can see it. Yeah, the triangle head. What's she doing? How yeah, did she's she... running over the baseball court. She just ran to the bathroom. It's a water source for. Her. How did she... How did um how did how does she interact with the cat? You know, they all coexist. I don't Every animal I... here coexists. I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. It's like Noah's Clark. You are Ace Ventura. The uh they they get along with the cats. They get along with the cats. They get along with all the little creatures, the birds. Birds are out today. My God! Yeah, and the cats don't chase the birds. Like no, they'll Mary. chase the birds, but they won't. They they won't um, um, attack them. them. No, but I don't. I don't risk it. Right? Yeah, they are wild. They are animals. They, they do have instinctual natures do. to to beast like. Yeah, <laughs> survival mode. Survival mode. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like a little uh, little uh, you know preserve here. Clark's Ark. You got to see um, a picture of my brother's two daughters, Ella and Layla, on his front step. Ella's crying with her American flag shirt on, and Layla is holding their cat, Rusty, like under his arms. And he's this nice. huge gray, uh, orange and, and white cat, this big, huge cat. Layla's is it Garfield? Holding him up, yeah. Is the cat's name Garfield? No, it's uh, Rusty. Rusty! Rusty. Nice. Animals are cool. You guys need a couple more pets. I'm gonna ship some birds down there because you don't have enough outside. I would love another. Uh, well, yeah, we have like a good, harmonious rhythm with the with the four living things in this house. It's a good. It's a good sanctuary. Yeah, I don't wanna. I mean, I wanna get more pets, but I I shouldn't. You don't want to upset the the balance of of nature. Exactly. It, it would. It's like bringing uh uh what is it? Uh, one of those extra indigenous species to Australia. You'd mess up the whole ecosystem. Oh yeah, like John, bring, I got chinchillas. Like bringing <laughs> Why? Bringing dinosaurs back to life. Depends on the pets too. I don't think I could do. I can't do any more pets. We're maxed out. But I think like two furry pets are enough. After you do that, you're dealing with like too much hair. 
And, you know, this is really cutting edge radio. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Tweet us. Get a school podcast. There's too much hair. And then you have to make a nice tea. Hey, everybody has pets. Hair. We all got pets. It's a good topic. Um, I just can't. I can't get over this Tiger Woods thing, though. I keep re- revisiting it. Yeah, what's the latest on that? Just a DUI. I mean, uh, that's like a slap on the hand. But uh, it depends. For him, though, right? All that money, he'll get out. Of course. He'll pay a fine, and that's it. I know. It's really not that bad, but it's just sad. Very sad. I think he's been, um, because he did really bad in February, uh, because he said his back was all messed up, but then afterwards he said he's pain-free now, and he's ready to play. How much is he worth? I mean, he's got to be worth like two hundred million at this point. No, he's got to be worth more than that. He's got to be worth almost a billion. I think he was worth a billion at one point, and then he lost half of that. Yeah, divorce. Yeah, because he's had problems, man. Seven hundred and forty million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, two thousand sixteen Forbes. All from playing golf. Uh oh. Another endorsement ear- earnings bogey for Tiger Woods with DUI arrest. So I guess somebody pulled out. Yeah, <laughs> they'll do that. But they'll come back if he plays again. Yeah, of course. People or, forget quickly. And a DUI is something you can easily get over. I mean, he'll be on those lists like 10 celebrities that, you know, 10 celebrity mug shots from DUIs, and he'll be in there. Right. But it's not like he beat somebody up. Or, yeah. I mean, this, this will be like a slap in the hand for him. I mean, yeah, Barkley has a mug shot, and he's st- everybody loves him. I think yeah. Tiger Woods, just because of how amazing he was and how he changed a sport, he'll he can pretty much do whatever he wants, and he'll always be able to make money. He's revolutionary, yeah, uh, in that sense, and, and he re- reinvented the game. Really, I mean, yeah. until Tiger Woods came out, uh, only like true golf fans watched it. He right. kind of opened up mainstream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone yeah. loved Tiger Woods when he was in his in his prime. Yes, he was great. You rooted for him. He, he was just a, synonymous with the game. A black man, what a black man did for golf, a white man did for rap. Yep. Right. And at the same time, too. Right. Right around like the same time. Like 2002, it was like uh, the, somebody did some article, I remember, and it was like, okay, so if an alien came down or somebody from the past came up and they go, okay, so the number one golfer is black, the number one rapper is white, there's a bush back in the White House. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. You know? And they what, talked about that. The alternate, 1985. Eminem is the best rapper of all time. Really. Skill-wise, nobody can touch him. And he's better now than he ever has been. It's not like, oh, well, he's, he's doing his old hits. No, his rap, his game has gotten so good, he sounds nothing like he did on his first like two albums and his like double meanings and all that stuff. Yes. It's, it's like something, you just got to kind of watch him. It's he's way more a, poetic. Because he got sober. Right, you know, he's got all these demons, and he got sober, and he's like, well, all this energy has to go somewhere. I can't right. just do drugs. So it's going in a rap. Somebody got him pointed in the right direction. You know who I think's overrated? Who? No, go ahead. Oh, they got it. You know who I think's overrated, and I, and I think he's a great rapper, and I like him? Who? But I think the notorious B.I.G., oh, that he's always, he, he always says uh, he's, he's the best of all time. He's always like the top three. Even Eminem will say that. Yeah. He did, like, he did two albums. Yeah. He, he, he was good at spitting. I don't know if I'd say the greatest rapper of all time. No way. I think Ice Cube is better than uh, Biggie Smalls. Yes. I much th- better. I think, uh, I actually think. Dre? Um, 
I don't know about Dre as a as a rapper. As a rapper, but like a producer, Snoop. That whole th- that combo is better than what Biggie ever anything oh, Biggie yeah. ever did. You know, I, I that Chronic and Doggy Style are kind of like two sides of the same album. Almost. Right. You know what I mean? Same rappers. They sound the same. They were produced around the same time. Same group. Same produ- Yeah, everything was very similar. So I, I think that was better than, than Biggie. I just think Biggie died early, so people want to pretend like he was better than he really was. They immortalized him, you know? Right. But he only had two albums. He had some good songs. But even if you listen to, uh, like, what was his, the double disc, Life After Death? Life After some good songs in there, and he can spit good. But there's a lot of songs that are that are misses on there. Yes, and it's just not like I think he just had the good lyrics at the right time, the East Coast West Coast thing. Right, and he died early, so they're like he's the right. greatest. But I don't know if I'd say the greatest. No, it's all because of the myth, and because he's connected to Tupac and East Coast West Coast, and he died, and he was murdered, and uh, right. It's just uh, he was not that good. I think he. I totally agree. I think he was so overrated, and he came out of nowhere. And then just died, and people were like, "Oh, he's the greatest ever." I was like, "No, no." Tupac, I feel, has like ten albums, and then there were a few after he died. Like that's all Biggie did was two albums, and one was a double disc. And yes, it was yeah. full of a lot of filler. That a lot, a lot of skits too. Like I hate when yeah. rappers do the skits. Right. I like. Um, I think Ice Cube is a better rapper than Big. I mean, if you listen, even on like Cube's first solo album, the the one with no Vaseline on it, I think it was. Like when he was just out of N.W.A., I mean yes. his lyrics and his delivery—he doesn't like take a breath. They're just spot on, you know. Cube got a little weird too late in the '90s. He get he got involved in the whole Muslim thing. He Ice talked Cube's about a lot in a lot of his songs. I always because he's a Muslim. I always thought Ice Cube's delivery and like accent, his like California accent, black guy, was the best. It, just his the best. His I don't know. He was just great. West Coast, uh, California. Yeah, right. Like he's very, he's very Fuck good at enunciating, and and uh, I love yeah. him. I had like his greatest hits. Uh, yeah. On cassette, we were talking he's about great. that. We were watching some movie, and a 1985 Toyota Camry, silver, or actually nice metal, uh, came rolling into the scene, and I was like, oh, that was my first car. It didn't even have a tape deck. Like, you couldn't even put a tape in oh, it, really? let alone a CD player. Right. It's amazing. The 1985 Camry, classic. The uh, boxy Camry. The box, that's what we called it. Yeah, what color? Metal. <laughs> Metal? Oh, like the <laughs> 80s titanium-looking one? It wasn't, like, blue. It wasn't gray. Like Robocop? It wasn't silver. It was just kind of, like, metal. It was just metal. Yeah, it was great. Classics. I know what you're talking about, too. Nah, a lot of makeouts in that car. Remember the 80, I bet. The first car I had was a Saturn. I went to the dealership and I thought I was going to get like a Camaro. My mom's like, too dangerous. It's a Saturn. I'm like, all right. I ran that thing into the ground, man. I put like 135,000 miles on it in three years. What? We were driving in New York, the shore. Well done. Just, just driving everywhere. Because gas, you could fill up your tank for like oh, 10 bucks then. Right. And on the, those cars got like 32 MPGs. So it was just like Clark's oh. driving. I was like, yeah. Let's go. Damn, the Saturn. What color? Silver. Ooh, silver mm. Saturn. Salaciously silver. Classic. Classic. And then I got a, uh, a Camry. And that was like the best car ever. They just healed themselves. Yes. You know, you get into an accident and you just let it sit overnight and you come out in the dents, like repair themselves. And you're like, it's Toyota. It's what they do. I have always driven 
Japanese, and they have never let me down. And I always just, yeah. uh, I always just upgrade because you know I have ADD and I get bored. But this Corolla, yeah. this Corolla, it's fine, but it is God the most boring car on the planet. <laughs> it's that, that so plain, man. But I That's don't. What you need? I don't want a distracting, cool car. That's just not good for me on the and, road. And you get sick of it really quick, and it just becomes another way to get to point A to B. I, I did. I made the mistake of doing that after the Camry. I wanted to get a nice car, so yeah. I got the, the Z3, convertible, orange, burnt orange. And after like two weeks, and then in the wintertime when you can't put the top down, it's just an expensive means of transportation. And it's like if you really need to get that out of your system, rent a car for a weekend, rent like a Ferrari, yeah, yeah. take it out for a rip, and then like go back to a practical car. Like I have a Ford now that's all paid off, and I'll hold oh, on to nice. that as long as I can. Oh, yeah. Drive that to death. Yeah. I, uh... I was doing that for a little while. Like I, I got the, the truck, totally unnecessary. Yeah, I forgot you had a truck. Totally unnecessary, but I just wanted it. I just wanted to own a truck, and I could afford it. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this." Traded, yeah. in, traded in a Lexus, for a, t- a Toyota uh, Tacoma. Nice. Had it for nice three, truck. Three years, and then I was like, you know what? I don't need this big clunky thing. I'd like a simple, everyday man, four wheels. Yeah. The last twenty years. I need something that can get me from point A to point B is safe. Without me. And that's what we're here for. My feet like Fred Flintstone. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't, the big flashy cars. I mean, unless you have like endless pools of money. Right. I think even then I would still drive like a Prius or something like economical. I'd I don't buy, need, to, I don't need to look at me. I would buy like the most expensive eco-friendly vehicle that exists. Yeah. The karma If I was a rich man. What's that? If I was a rich man. If I was a rich man, diva, diva, diva. Orioles down the Yankees, three to two in Baltimore. That's nice. Nice. Delicious. Delicious rivals. Yeah. That rivalry, the Orioles Yankees. That's fun to watch. I know. Yankees. You know what I mean? Still in first place, but I think uh, that helped the Orioles. They're gaining, gaining ground. Dodgers down the. Uh, Cardinals five to one in Seattle. Dodgers are on fire right now. I watched the game Saturday. I think it was. Are they? Saturday? Yeah, I think they won five nothing against. Forget uh, the Fed. They 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 were good, man. They're hitting the balls. They're really hitting the balls. They're starting to hit the ball. Oh yeah, you're right. They're in second place. They're only a half game back of the Rockies. Eight and two in the last ten. Yeah, five in a yeah, row. They're good man. They've, they've hit a streak. Good. I've been waiting for it. I wonder if Utley's been contributing. He did on Saturday. Dude, he's, he's so good. Fucking awesome. Oh, he's the best. Stand-up him. guy, too. You always like him. He's just, a, he's just a, I hate to say, a gamer or a baller or a you know, hard-nosed baseball player, old school. I hate throwback, but he yeah. really is. He just does He just does all the little things, like um, just the little things during the game. Like, like, like take his hat off get to tip advantage. the fans. Yeah, or he's just, a gentleman. Or he'll, he's a class act. Or he'll slide crazily into the second baseman to throw off the double play. Which is great. Like, he's always thinking. Chase yeah, he's always thing. in the game. He's like a Peyton Manning. He was always like, all right, we got one more guy in the field. Let's quickly call the hikes, you know, call the hike so he, they can get a penalty. Or, you know, he was always yes. manipulative playing the game. He was probably like an asshole to work with. But, but, like, but you'll de- be damned when, the, when you're at the Super Bowl because of him. Desperate measures, he's going to make desperate moves. Yeah. It's like a Brian Eyed Fitness. 
Exactly. Ryan's a competitor, man. I remember playing baseball with him. Oh. I, and he was the catcher. I, I think Rye caused me to not be competitive at most things. Because yeah. usually whatever really? we were competitive in, he would destroy me. <laughs> he would just keep going until you're dead. You yeah. might knock him down, but he'll keep getting up. I think that's why I, I focused on comedy instead of uh, athletics after, you know, having a brother like Rye. I was like, well, if I can't be as good as him and he's not going to make the pros, then what am I doing this for? Yeah, I want to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Squid. Squid. us. Damn school podcast. Yeah, but I, I remember playing baseball with Ryan, and I was on another team, and I was batting, and he was the catcher. And every pitch, he'd be like, swing, yeah. swing. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I didn't swing because I was like, well, I'm not going to swing even if it is a strike because yeah, right. I don't want to like, get the best. Yeah. And because it's Little League, they were all balls anyway. Right. So I took, I took a walk. Yes. But I was like, man, I, and that wasn't just to me. It was to like the whole team. He yeah. would be like, swing. He was just trying to like out psych them, psych yes. them out. You know what I mean? He made it like Depending. so funny. He would talk to them. He would count. He'd go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and strike three, like right as the pitch is coming. Nice. People... Yeah, he blew, he blew up my mom's car after that game. It was like a whole thing, man. It was really competitive. He Kid, egged the house. Kids were crying. Kids were crying. I think he shivved someone in the cab. Remember Little League playing, and everyone had the, the, the gum uh, bubble, was it Bazooka Joe, and it lost its flavor, and you're like, why is this good? Oh, yeah. Or, I remember I'd question those things, and be like, well, it's baseball, like this, the sunflower seeds i'd be like these are just getting stuck in my teeth like i don't yeah, want these right can we just have tobacco yeah. can we just do like spitting chewing to can we t- please like my mom might let me do it once can we just can we skip just have to that this? can we just skip to I remember, it i remember it was always disgusting like candies they're like you want a fireball i'm like no no it burns your mouth i don't want any of this i just had lunch so hot i can't wash out the burn it takes forever water makes it worse chase up yeah. the two for four today with a run and an RBI and a home run. Great. <laughs> that's what wow. He, that's what he did today. How many years does he have left in the league? The man. I I would say like you two. You are the man. Two, maybe? Two. One, one or two. It just depends on how this one goes. That's great. Love him. Jace Utley, you are the man. Callus. Callus died around this time a couple years back, right? I believe it was pretty early in, the, in a season, whatever season it was. I can't remember. Yeah. I like the uniforms over the weekend. The baseball players wore the army um, colors for Memorial Day. I thought that was a nice touch. The camo. Yeah. Do you? Think, I like when they do that stuff. Do you think soldiers get offended by that? No. Okay. I don't think so. I would hope not. I think it's nice. I like when they do that kind of switch up stuff, like the yeah. uh, forty-two. They wear forty-two once a year for Jackie Robinson. They think, do the breast uh, cancer thing in football. Kind of like their alternative, their their uh, correlation with that, I guess. They do the Susan Komen thing in football. Baseball does like different things. They try to do that. I think uh, Mariano Rivera is the is the last person that's uh, going to be able to. He was number forty two, and he will be a retired number forty two. But then after that, no one can be forty two. Right? Yeah, because they they retired the num- it. The number is gone. And yeah. in, in memoriam of Lord, <laughs> of Lord Robinson. <laughs> in memoriam. In memoriam. How many uh, total home runs does Chase Utley have, do you believe? Of all time? Yes. Uh, he's probably got 873. No. <laughs> that would mean he'd have more than anyone. No. He probably has, of all time, how long has he been playing for? 20 years? Um, 
I bet he's got 290. 290 home runs. 252. All right, I'm not, close. Not a bad guess. Not a not, bad guess. Maybe a little too exaggerated, but conservative as well. His In their history. Very good. His career average. Batting average. Uh, 287. 277. Another I'm, close. I'm, I'm close. I'm close. Very impressive. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> How many strikeouts? 86. <laughs> not, even, not even in the same ballpark, pun intended. <laughs> How many? One thousand one hundred. Oh my gosh, he sucks. One hundred and twenty. <laughs> oh, he cut his ass. <laughs> cut his ass. Nine hundred and ninety RBIs. How many? Nine hundred and ninety. Playoffs. Dude, seventeen hundred ninety-nine hits. He's one hit away from eighteen hundred. Oh man, it's pretty insane. Could be today. Is the game still on? No, they won. Oh, you motorboat son of a bitch, you. <laughs> where Where is he? Is he still in the house? Oh yeah. Yeah. So did you watch Jaws? Did you do a Jaws yeah. watch? Watched it. Loved it. I found it. It was on demand on on the Stars channel. Nice. Jen yes. came out. You ever do the thing when hey, it comes out and you're watching something and you pause it and it's like, you're not being a dick. Like, hey, I'm watching this. Like, I don't be a dick, but I'll pause it to get it so you know I'm in the middle of something. I don't want to like, miss a second. <laughs> even though I've seen it a thousand times. So, sweetie, I'm going to my parents. Oh, hold on. And I'll slowly what was that now? And I'll hold the remote back, like, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Your arm shaking as you, your outstretched arm with the remote pointed at the TV starts shaking. What? What? Did you put the, uh, nope. Well. Lou Gill's Atomic Cods. It's the name of tonight's show. I need, you to, put, I need you to put it in the crawl space. Sweetie, can you watch Jaws in the crawl space? <laughs> no, can't. I'll set up a projector or just take up your laptop or your phone. No, it's kind of hot up there. It was like 99 today. It's, it's, it's the crawl space, though. So crawl up there and go. Okay, but it's, I might suffocate. Oh, maybe I love Jaws, man. Yeah, I watched it. The, uh, the orca, uh, Quint, just does one-liners. I mean, he, I think he's my favorite character in the whole, the whole movie. I love Quint, he's but just I, really, so salty. I really love Hooper. I always like the scientist guy. Yeah, you know yeah. they're like they're like the wimp, but they like are like the most helpful actually, like the smartest. Hooper, uh, playing with yourself. It's such a cool like mixture of science, nature, and like the law, like they're dynamic, like all three of them. Because like Quinn's the captain, but Hooper's really the expert. Yes. But like Quinn's also the real life expert, not just the behind the scenes sciency part of it. Brody's the chief of police. He could, like, arrest both of them technically for stuff that they're doing. And he's, like, the voice of reason. Like, hey, I'm kind of representing the town government here. Like, yeah. we got to do this. I don't want to be it's such a perfect coward. chemistry, man. Ugh, and I swear every time I watch it, there's, like, added scenes or, like, yes. I'm, I'm like, I've never saw – I've never seen this the scene here I don't understand it happens every time I watch it I feel like there's nine different versions of Jaws where there's outtakes and there's parts they add in and some of it has nothing to do with the plot some of it does it's so strange yes absolutely there was a part do in the beginning agree? I watched it the other night there was a part in the beginning I don't remember what it was now I'll have to like rewatch the beginning or the whole thing later on <laughs> going on tonight. 
<laughs> and uh, there was a scene, and I was like, I never remember seeing this. It was something early with the wife and Brody were talking, but it wasn't like it was like some some extra part that I'm like, I've never seen this part before. I was totally. I not, swear they add stuff in. Totally not expecting you to say that. I I was like, I I I'm just throwing this out there because it's just maybe because the movie is so great that I'm just. Waiting for the next great scene. I'm processing so many scenes at a time in my head that maybe I get like behind on a scene and I'm not really paying attention to the current one because I'm still yeah. thinking about what just happened that I kind of block it out and then I rewatch it. And But it's just, it's a masterpiece. It's so good. It's a real cinematic masterpiece. And I love um, Peter Benchley, the author of Jaws. He did a cameo in that. And he makes kind of makes fun of Does reporters he? at the time. He's the guy that goes... It's been peaceful here on Amity Island, but lately there's been a threat, a threat in the shape, a cloud in the shape yes. of a great white shark. Yes. You know, that's yes. Peter Benchley, the author of Jaws. And uh, he's the reporter. It, that's great. It's just such a good flick. And when they're when they're when they're uh, when they're out in the boat and they're doing the scene where they're singing, show me the way to go home and that camaraderie. And the, it, it's like a perfect <sighs> influence of. All right, here's Quint telling his war story. You get why he's a salty guy. Mm-hmm. Here's Hooper telling, oh, it's a whale, and he's talking this. They're all tired. And, and then, then they kind of bond for even a moment there, and then Jaws kind of breaks it up. But, Quint, like, for a second, you forget about the shark. Quinn sings just his typical song when he goes, eh, farewell and adieu, all you fair Spanish ladies. And then it, right. it, then it gets quiet, and then Hooper goes, show me the way to go home. And Quinn laughs and shakes his head and looks up at Brody like, oh, I know this song, too. Yeah. Um, t- and then they join in, and Quinn goes, I had a little drink, of it and it got right to my head. And then they You know, start. he was drunk during that scene, Quinn. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. he, uh, he had to apologize to Spielberg because he got so drunk a lot of scenes, he messed it up. And he, like, said to him the next day, and he died shortly after that movie of, like, alcoholism. Like, he was a mm-hmm. real bad drunk. Yeah. Um, but he was perfect for the part, perfect. you know? He played so, himself. So uh, he had to, like, apologize, like, let me do the scene over, I'll get it right kind of thing. And there's a book out, and it's called um, Memories, Jaws, Memories of Amity Island. And it's a 278-page book of people on the island wrote about the filmmaking because Spielberg hired a lot of extras that, that would know, like, uh, the area and, like, right. you know, would give them speaking parts so it was authentic. And it was very hard to film in the water because at the time you're low budget and you're filming in the water. Yeah. So one of the mechanical sharks sank, oh. and there's actually still like a fake jaws in the bottom of the oh, ocean. Oh my god! And it's just it's really interesting, it's like but the Titanic. Uh, it's like imagine swimming and finding that. It'd be great. I know. They Probably should, deteriorated, but yeah, there's got to be a skeleton up, perhaps. I like in Jaws too when they show the orca in the beginning underwater. Oh it's yeah. It's kind of a creepy, creepy kind of. Pretty cool. Yeah. Throwback, linear connection. Trudeau. Yeah, but a great flick. But yeah, little they add in there. I feel like they've never, you've never seen before. Yeah, I don't know what it is. There, I know sometimes they've done that before in shows where they add in time to fit in all the commercials. Otherwise, right. it would be like, I don't know, like it just wouldn't work out. So they take in deleted scenes that have nothing to do with the plot. So they were deleted, but like they're like backup time fillers. and So they can add another commercial break. Exactly. And maybe Stars yeah. was doing that for some reason, although 
they don't do commercials during the movies. I don't know. Maybe it was like a director's cut or something. Mayhaps. Or a, a or a um, like a bonus version, Jaws version. I love when they give the cheesy names too. It's like Jaws, you know, unteeth version, <laughs> you know, like thins up version. Jaws, the Sabruder version. What? The Sabruder. I need to see those tapes. It's the only thing we know. The only information we know what happened out here. Yeah. The Sabruder version. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that again recently. That's a long movie. What JFK. Never seen it. Oh. What? No, never seen it. I'm sorry. Oliver Stone, JFK, Kevin Costner, great monologue, one of the finest films. Have you never seen the movie JFK? Never seen it. Give me some M&M's. Again. If you if you notice a constant in all the movies that I haven't seen that are blasphemous, there's one yeah. com- common thread, and I'll see if you can they're, guess what it is. They're all political movies. No, like Braveheart. They're all, they're all, Braveheart. Oh, they're all movies that are long. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's literally it. And what year did JFK's it come out? JFK's three hours long. I know exactly. That's long. It's very long. Lawrence of Arabia is four hours. I did that on Netflix once. I- I was like, I watched this because it's like an epic movie. I just right. need to say I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. And film that was tough, man. I watched that on like a flight from like L.A. to Philly just because I'm like, I'm just going to get this movie and watch it. Nice idea. It's forced. a long flick, man. After two hours, it needs to end. You're like, what is going on? That's kind of like how Citizen Kane is. You're like, this is just yeah. not going anywhere, really. <laughs> I know. Some of those movies, Lonesome Dove. I had to watch that in film class. Lonesome Dove. Never seen it. Six, not blasphemous at all. It's six hours long. Oh, that's poopy. I mean, come on. The um, the JFK one I really am interested in seeing because you know all that stuff is more real to me now. You know when it yeah. came, when it came out, I was like eleven or twelve. I was just like, eh. same here. JFK, yeah, yeah, I know he was murdered. Like I don't really know, and they and they still right. don't really know who did it. I don't know. I don't get it. Back and to the left. It's a great flick. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it was Lee Harvey Oswald alone. But that's what uh, that's what Coonsie says. Yeah, he acted. My, if you look where he shot him, it was a clear shot. Uh, I can't even organize a meeting of like three people without something going wrong. I, it's not a conspiracy. There was no evidence to say otherwise. There's a lot of theories, but that's it. There's no evidence to say, oh well, he but he 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 acted with somebody else. He shot twice. Shot three times. Shot three times. Yeah. And one went through the back of his head and blew one out through the back of his blew out the front right. of his head. So his head went back and to the left. Right. Because it came out the front. That's what make that makes sense. Yeah. Blew it up. His head that, just went to pieces. That make you sensey. That make a sensey. You ever see Parkland? That's a great flick. Parkland. I think it was like one of those limited release movies. Yeah, Tom Hanks produced it. It's got Zac Efron, and um, and uh, that's a that's a. Ba- I mean, he's great in that. He's not. I don't really like him, but it's got. Um, he's all right. Paul Giamatti's in it. It's about the Zapruder guy who shot the film, and the the Parkland was the name of the hospital they took Kennedy to, and they show the part of the story you never really see. They show after the shooting, the hospital right when he died, and how they the Secret Service, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. Uh, Ron Livingston and mm-hmm. how Lee Harvey Oswald was in the FBI office 
a week before they killed Kennedy, and they didn't arrest him. He was there for something else, and there was a cover-up, and it's just a really good wasn't, film wasn't, about Wasn't that. he like a defector or something? Yeah, he was like a communist sympathizer. He was a sympathizer. Yeah, and he hated like the our government. Yeah. But then we let him back in. Well, comedy radio here at the underscore podcast. <laughs> Start hearing this one towards the W call, man. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, we're, uh, this, is, that's it. this is a long three-parter here. Jeez yeah, Louise, spanning over the entire Memorial Day weekend. Um, But happy Memorial Day, brother. Love you, man. I'm glad yeah, you guys man. are having Love a good too. time. House is good. Everything's great. Had a, our first... Our first, uh, what's it called? Like house party, I guess. And uh, yeah. it was a freaking rager. I'll tell you did what. Coons, did Coons really say that about the Kennedy thing? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think like that's him. what he thinks. Yeah, dude. You, you t- We should probably have him on. I think we were going to one time. But we should, we just, we should just have him on and uh, get us, get into some stuff. Some, some yeah, s- dude. I would love to chat about that. History. He's a great dude. History. You both know your history. Very good. But he probably knows a little bit better, but let's have him on. Love to love to have him on. Space 2. NASA. Oh, uh, but that's, uh, I'm from another planet when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I know, but it's interesting. It's very interesting. We went to, like, space camp, I think, as a kid. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tweet us. Squeet up. What's tonight in the W? Flash it. From the gentleman in charge of cleaning up vomit, Matthew Clark, to the man who put that vomit there in the first place, Jonathan Hassinger, saying, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and good night. And you. And God speed. And you. And you.